Hello and welcome to another Codec Moments podcast. I'm Andy Brown and joining me today as ever is the uh, delectable Dr. Matthew Holt. Hello. And the inedible Ali Cornwall. Hello. Uh, how are you doing, boys? All right. Yeah, surviving. Been a while since all three of us talked. Yeah. <laughs> on on I the mean, podcast. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say, don't don't ruin the illusion. But we we were just talking thirty seconds ago <laughs> before, <laughs> before we started this. This is just a catch up, really, isn't it? We've not got any any particular agenda today to to discuss. Not after the last episode. No, there is strictly no agenda. No strong opinions in any direction. Uh, so welcome, welcome along. Uh, nice to have you with us again. It's it's been busy. It's been a busy couple of couple of months. We've just been off off mic. We've been talking about the games we've been playing. I I feel like I've slightly let the side down as you two are reeling off title after title after title. But I've I've put a few down on paper, and actually, it's not it's not as barren as I thought. If I'm honest, you've been in the realm of DIY. You've been doing real yeah. life. leveling up your uh, painting skills (laughs) yeah basically playing house flipper irl um (laughs) we've been having an extension built and it was it started in march right we've been planning this for you know well over a year and we we started in march where we broke ground and and started to dig the footings and we had a test hole dug and ready for building control to come out and sign off and, and make sure everything was uh was was tickety boo and that we could carry on digging all the footings and that was the day lockdown happened so mm. yeah the building inspector refused to come out until the end of may and when they did come out they spent five minutes looking at a hole and then left with <laughs> <laughs> so, the best part of a three-month delay um all for a five minute yeah that's blue clay no problem <laughs> so <laughs> Thanks. Uh, but anyway, yes, yeah, it's, it's all been going along. We've actually got proper rooms now and plaster on the walls. And unfortunately, as a result, uh, my wife is making me paint everything all the time. So uh, if I've been absent, it's because I'm up a ladder contemplating whether I want to walk down it or jump off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but God, I hate painting. So tedious. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, so that's that's my that's my trials and tribulations. Uh, what what about yourselves? What have you been up to? Not much. Just working and playing video games and messing around with the new wheel that Logitech sent me. So you see, that's, yeah, pretty, that's pretty significant, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So since the last time I think we recorded, it's a bit weird. Uh, you guys will appreciate this and maybe some of the listeners will as well, that you kind of get these emails out the blue. And sometimes, more often than not, they're too good to be true. Normally it'll be like, oh, do you want to do this? And then they, they either go, either it turns out to be nothing and it's just, you know, they just disappear or they go, oh, sorry, we've, we've run out of numbers now. We've, we've hit our target. Yeah. Or, or often it's if it come, come down to London is the other well, one. Well, yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah, 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 it's mostly, yeah. mostly what but, we get. But no, yeah. So they sent me the Logitech uh, G923, got it on the rig, I've had a, a, a race with, with Matt, uh, Mark and Nick. Last yep. weekend on the Friday on the PS4, which was good, and yeah, just getting used to it. The I've got a, a video coming out, and I'm also going to do something on the website as well. Just what I like about it, what I don't like about it, and the tests yeah. and stuff. But I don't rate the True Force stuff to an extent. It does add a little bit, but the problem I had initially because it is pretty much plug and play, um, but it felt like it was trying to vibrate itself off the stand, and right. it, 
it it wasn't floating my boat. And I, and I know we've you guys were like, oh, how are you getting on with it? And I'm like, eh, it's okay. But I've basically <laughs> just dialed it all back apart from the actual force feedback. And it's a lot better now. Right. So the the true force is basically where it not only takes the force feedback data, but it also takes like the audio signal and other cues from the game and yes. then translates that into a kind of motion on the wheel to give you not just the feedback through corners or over bumps, but to, to give you more of the, the natural feel of how the car is running. Is that right? Yes, kind in of. Theory, it doesn't really do the yeah, it doesn't really do force feedback, it's more vibrations. It's, and, it's like and the en- engine hum, isn't it? The startup, yeah. that, that kind of stuff that could feel through the wheel. I'd seen a video of it on YouTube where somebody was basically saying, look, I haven't, I haven't actually got any game audio running here. This is just all the noise from the wheel. And it did sound just exactly like the car revving up down the straight. Yep. And it but was, it's not yeah. just those uh, noises either. So I was playing um, Gran Turismo Sport. Um, and it works really well. And there's not a lot of settings, if if any at all, really, in, in GT Sport, which I find very weird. But anyway, um, and when you, you know, you've you've done an event or whatever and you get your miles and your points and, and all that, mm. you can hear all that coming through the wheel, which is weird. And am I right in thinking there's not, there's not huge numbers of games supporting it at the moment? Uh, there's more and more coming through. But yeah, there's it, it varies, especially the, the dual clutch function and, and stuff like that. I think there's more now than what there was when i got it yeah and that's has that only been like a week as well from the point of us recording this yes so it, yeah, yeah patches are coming quickly yeah. then yeah yeah but and it, it works really well the, the one thing i'm really impressed with is the logitech g software so you obviously plug it into a pc and you can do the changes and if you're playing a pc game you get to map all the buttons mm. and coming from thrustmaster it's a lot more intuitive and a lot more user-friendly um, I know the high-end wheels have got this problem as well. That the, the software just isn't that user-friendly. It's right. like a program has just gone. There you go. You want to change the wheel? There you go. I've done this for you in ten minutes, and it's a bit weird. Whereas the Logitech G stuff is a lot more intuitive and there's a lot more pictures and right. and different things. So that's that's really nice and a a breath breath of fresh air to be able to to change them. But yeah, so far um, I'm enjoying it. It's still on my rig. Um, we'll be racing again tomorrow. The, the software, the user interface is good. How does it feel compared to your your Thrustmaster TX? Um, okay. The the brake pedal, I think, is better than what normal stock brake pedals are, but not as probably as sensitive or as sharp as my, lo- uh, my load cell. But no. then no. they are expensive-ish add-ons mm. that you add to it. Yeah. But it, it, is, it has got a lot of resistance to it. It feels okay. I don't think the force feedback in it, and I can't find anything for the review that I'm writing up about the actual Newtons that the force that goes through it, how much it's actually got in it. Cause I think my Thrustmaster has got more power to it. Yeah. I, I think it's about two and a half, isn't it? Is, is what they, they said. Yeah. Or hinted at. I don't yeah. think they've actually released the official figures, but I and think... there's nothing in the, like the, the statistics of it or the, the specifications, which is weird. But, but when you look at the actual, back end of the wheel so where you get your, your force feedback from i think my thrustmaster is almost double the size of yeah. the the back end of so it's bound to have more power but it's, it's a really nice wheel there's a few just niggly things that i don't like like the fact that all the buttons are black so if you're driving in <laughs> dim light and they're all until you get used to it it's like i don't know what i'm pressing and <laughs> and different things and it's a bit 
It's a fair comment, yeah. If you're driving and you want to do DRS, and I'm saying to Matt about this, I've not I've got reasonably sized hands, the big-ish. The, you know, not I'm bragging. But um to get from holding the wheel to pressing DRS or to press your um overtake button, you almost have to take your hand off the wheel. Yeah, it isn't easy, is it? The, no. It's the same layout as the G29. Uh, and the G29 at least has the colour, so you, you don't get the dim light bit of it. Yeah. But yeah, with the old rim on it, that it does take a bit of a stretch. You th- it's not a natural thumb position. Yeah. And I, I would, I just thought that, obviously, I'm new to the Logitech stuff. So, so far, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with it. The, the price point, it might be a bit too expensive, although I think it has dropped since it's been released and they've realised where they need to pitch it. If it was your very first wheel, it, it'd be really good. You'd be where blown was away, it I think. Price-wise, because it's three fifty when I saw it earlier. I think initially they, I think they pitched it originally at four fifty. I, th- I think it was always planned to come out in the po- you know, the north of three hundred. It yeah. is. It's interesting because I think the the sort of teardown info I'd looked and watched a few videos on is it the true force has kind of been added to a G twenty nine. Everything else yeah. is sort of stock. It's, it's just the, a different. The chipset's different, isn't it? That's that's what they're saying. The, the, for the for the yeah. true force bit, yeah. but the motors are the same. Because it's the same componentry yeah. and the same shells and everything else. Even the same wheel, even though the buttons are different, uh, different colours. Mm. Um, you know, it, it's what you can get for hundred and well, I say hundred and fifty quid because I've paid hundred and fifty for mine. Yeah, but I think it's about two hundred, isn't it? On average, if you look around at the moment, yeah. it's about yeah. 200 quid for it. So it's it's almost, I get what you're saying, it's almost overpriced. And I don't really understand why it isn't a little bit cheaper, given how close it is to the, the previous yeah, models. Yeah, because you could almost go for a Thrustmaster, which is going to give you a more force feedback. But you, you, won't, you won't get the three pedals. But then I'd argue, mm. if Andy was to buy a wheel, would he ever need to use the clutch pedal? I've been I've been looking because <laughs> you guys have converted me to racing games, which I never thought would happen. But I have genuinely been looking at wheels this week. This is why I know the specs of of this um, Logitech nine two three because I'm I'm interested. Um, I can tell you as well, Matt, that the twenty nine is currently going for two hundred and fifteen pound on Amazon. The prices are slightly inflated at the moment because I think there's been more demand for them yes. during yep. during the COVID thing. Uh, there's a global pandemic. I don't know if everyone knew. But. <laughs> uh, you, you can't really get hold of the Thrustmaster T300 wheels anymore. No, I, I did spot that because we we were having a bit of a Hangouts conversation because I've gone to the point of actually measuring my play seat challenge folded up and sending the dimensions to Andy <laughs> because he's going to build a storage area in his office for it. It, it was, it was, it was that moment, wasn't it? It was a- apropos nothing at all. How, how wide is that when it's folded up? <laughs> So, so I ended up having a look because we were. It was that same kind of thing. Is which one do you go for on a budget? And for ones where you're not you're not serious about sim racing, but you do want something that's going to do a sensible job. And notice that yeah, I went as far as Amazon, but no Thrustmasters available. But yeah. the G twenty nine still was. So I imagine that will disappear at some point as well, and you'll only get the choice of the nine two three. But this is this is the point where well well. Well, I could. I've been listening to some other like podcast, uh, not podcast, YouTube videos and stuff. And um, somebody was talking with um, the Logitech reps in Australia, and certainly it sounds like the plan is for the G twenty nine to continue alongside for the time being. Oh, right. And yeah, and what was the uh, the? Oh, interesting. You said about the um, the pedal, the braking pedal 
felt pretty good. That's one of the changes they've made. They've made it a progressive yeah. spring instead of the kind of standard one with a bit of rubber. They've, they've actually made it a progressive. Yeah. It's it's progressive with the rubber in it, I believe, because yes. I've it's swapped the springs on all my pedals, um, and I've gone for a progressive on the brake. Yeah, and it, you keep the rubber in there so that you have got that ultimate resistance at the at the top but, end. But I'll be honest, and this is this is the weird thing. I, I'm I am probably going to end up going G29, like you. Having looked at, you know, I'm a big fan of Camel, 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 and <laughs> having looked on there, I I think that 215 pound isn't a great price point for it. And if it comes down in offer, if we have a Black Friday or we have a, an Amazon yeah. Prime Day, I'll keep an eye out for it then. But with the 923 being £350 and then thinking, well, for that money, you could get a Thrustmaster wheel, but they're they're not really available or they don't have good availability. That even got me looking at like the Fanatec CSL Elite yep. because yep. it's not that much more expensive than the nine two three, which seems crazy. Yeah, that's that's the point that mm. that I've I've made on on the article that I'm writing up is that they they've they've pitched it at the wrong market. I think if it was recommended retail price is two fifty, and then obviously retailers can sell it a little bit cheaper than that. I think that would be perfect, and I think that would mm. undercut the thrustmasters. And you'd go, well, do you know what? It's because it is a really nice wheel, and, and I would recommend it for beginners. It's just that. Or for people that you know want to get into the more simmy side of things and get a wheel, it's just a little bit too expensive. It's start, like you say, it's starting to get into that Fanatec price, and they're yeah. direct drive wheels, and they are phenomenal compared to. No, I mean, the, the, the CSL Elite is belt driven. Oh, is not, that still belt driven? That's, that's yeah, not yeah, direct yeah. Yeah. At the price because this is one of the things that I was watching that the the thoughts were that the original plan for the next Logitech wheel was a direct drive, but mm. they've kind of plugged the gap with this to capitalize on the sim racing because the direct drive bit is too far away for them so i don't yeah. I, I don't know at the moment which way it's going to no. go i imagine there will be new wheels coming with the new generation of consoles in the next year yeah, yeah. so it might that might be the next step on and then the price point will seem sensible as a stepping stone because you're it, talking what five six hundred it'll be won't it for a, a direct yeah. drive at a thought it feels like a, a next gen stopgap. Like we know, we know the next mm. gen of consoles are coming. Here's a reminder that these will still work with with the PS5 and the Xbox Series yeah. X. And I, but like you said, yeah, it just does feel like a weird market position to have it just that much. Where you're just like, well, you know, for an extra hundred hundred quid, a little bit more, I could I could get the entry level Fanatec. Yeah. So compared to the Thrustmaster as well, I was, I was saying this to Matt. Uh, the other night is what I do like about the, the Logitech is all the buttons when you plug it into a console actually do something oh. and you can use the entire <laughs> the entire console with it. You can navigate it yeah. all without plugging a controller in. Whereas on the Thrustmaster, they've put extra buttons on which you can only use on a PC because the other buttons just map to the same button again when you plug it into an Xbox, which is just a complete waste. But no, the, the, the wheel is, is really good. I, I just don't know why they didn't get someone that actually... I'm going to stick my neck out here that actually races to use it if you're with me and if, they, if they're just mocking yeah. the other one why not move the buttons why not just say to someone what do you think well do you know what you know if you move these buttons on the outside and made the LED strip a bit bigger because I don't look at it because it's like it's below me yeah, and I'm looking yeah. at the TV or the monitor or whatnot, and just tweak it a little bit if you've got the opportunity to tweak it tweak it 
Yeah. It is interesting given how many sim racers and professional drivers we've seen over the last few months who are using the G29. Yeah. As well uh, for the PC and whether, but usually when they're racing on yeah. PC, especially when they were doing the um, the uh, the virtual Grand Prix, the number of F1 drivers who were actually using the, the G29 on the yeah. PC setup. Now, no doubt some of those will have been sent them. So, you know, it's a nice bit of publicity. Or for what they could only get hold of. <laughs> yeah, but, they, but they were doing it, yeah. weren't they? I, I don't remember. I, I saw lots of Fanatex and I saw lots of Logitech. I don't remember seeing any Thrustmasters, if I'm being fair. You know, they have already got the publicity. Why not get one of, one of those guys to just put a little bit behind it? Yeah, just send one to Lando Norris and say, what do you think to this? What do we need to change? What do we need to yeah. make it better? I mean, I understand it's more of a GT style because it's a traditional round wheel. Yeah. But yeah, no. But it is it is a good wheel. It's just priced a bit too expensive for the market that it's aiming towards. So you know, twenty minutes of wheel talk. Do we need to move on to something else? Yes. We <laughs> now that's. I mean, that's a feature in and of itself, isn't it? It needs a jingle. Wheel talk. Because <laughs> uh, and in fairness, yeah, you gave it a good tryout last week on F one twenty twenty. Yep. Oh, oh, that's so, a game I've played. So there we go. There's your segue. <laughs> nice oh you guys are so slick <laughs> so i guess the, the 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 big thing is andy's still playing it and yes. i've picked it up on the ps4 and we've yes. got two new people join the league so there's now five of us in the league it's, it's good brilliant. fun i really enjoy it and also i i scored an amazing eighth place in our uh in our last race yeah, I'm only eight. I only scored an eighth place because the AI was playing for me. I I just got a bit too fighty, and, and actually, I'll be honest. I've been playing a lot more um, when I've had the opportunity in the past week or so, and um, and I'm I'm actually able to now kind of race with the AI without having terrible fights and spinning. I consider that a marked <laughs> improvement. Yeah, I'm, I'm, my excuse was I was getting used to the new wheel, but I did yeah. put the the fastest lap in and put it on pole. Was on pole? Oh, no, Nick was on pole, wasn't he? No, no, yeah. you were on pole. You were on pole by more than a second. <laughs> then he put so it your, your pole lap was stunning. Your start was not stunning. Yeah, I uh, lit those tyres up like a bitch. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and then yeah, I, I had a, I had a race out front. I got hit by Mark once as he misjudged his braking zone. It was fairness, It was only a small tap. It was um, it was an interesting race. Uh, I've got to call them out because we haven't talked about it, but I have really no idea when we were doing a quarter race distance one stop race that they both pitted twice. Yeah, and still out. That seems me. odd. Yeah, I think it was it, a little bit odd. If you're listening, guys, um, we'll pick this up. You know, the next time we race after recording this, just to figure out why did you pit? You well, I think stayed out. Um, from from what uh, Mark was saying while we were racing, is he was. I think some of it was because he was on your gearbox for such a long time. And I think he just shredded his tyres. I think the game is that level of realism that if you are like, you know, going for the fastest lap, you're like going full throttle, your tyres are just going to go. This is what I was saying to you, actually. This is what I was saying to Matt the other day, because I've had two races where I was actually playing and I wasn't painting, where I've had incidents, I've spun it, early in the race, and I fought really, really hard to get back up through the pack to a reasonable position. And on both occasions, I've lost it in either the final lap or the penultimate lap because I've just pushed too hard, taken a bit of curb, done too much. And when my tyres were a bit, you know, the car was a bit unbalanced, it was a bit skittery. And I do wonder if it's that. I've just been 
pushing mm, really, possibly. really hard, and I've just I've just shredded my tires. Yeah, I, th- I think that's what possibly happened to me. Although I felt like there was still some grip there, but I think because I was pushing that hard, I was spinning out and yeah. making mistakes and just trying to catch back up. But I think that the level of realism is there, and I don't know. Good. It was good. It was it was discounted on uh, PS4. Uh, so if you know you picked it up, uh, Nick and and uh, Mark, Nick and Mark both picked it up. And then do you know what? The other day it was discounted on Stadia as well. Oh, did you? And pick I it thought. Up? I thought. Do you know what? I might give it a go and just see what it's like. Uh, so I can because uh, I've I've had my PlayStation up in the office for a bit. So I I thought I'll uh, I could try it on the big screen on the TV. Hmm. How was it? It's, well, it's been refunded. <laughs> before, <laughs> Refund. before the two hours was up. Uh, do you know, it's, I've, I've, I've put a lot of time into F1 on the PS4 in, in the past couple of weeks. Past, well, months now, isn't it? And I feel like I've found my flow and I'm, I'm only on a controller, but I feel like I'm, I'm reasonably good now i'm not as jittery as i used to be i found my braking and accelerating points that i you know and i could not get to grips with it on the stadia in the same way and i don't know whether it's just the difference in the controllers or whether it is genuinely that it's such a fast game and there is just a little bit of imperceivable input lag that it was putting me off i've never had that problem i'll be honest i'm not i'm not a stadia apologist uh, you know, you've heard if you've listened to previous episodes about my, you know, <laughs> my grievances with the system and what it could have been and, and what it is. But I've never felt that I've needed to refund a game before because I felt, oh, this is a bit laggy or it's not really playable. But this one, it's so quick, it, I could not nail the controller settings. I had the issue when I tried Grid um, when we had the free pro trial earlier this year and. It felt laggy. It just—it's it, fractions. It's absolute fractions. It's—it's it's something that doesn't matter in a third-person action game. Something like Tomb Raider, it, it, you don't care. But in a racing game, you notice it, and you feel like you're not in control. And and it was a bit the same with Thumper as well. I tried that because that's a reactions-based game, and it—it's like you know something like two or three frames. It's barely anything, but it's enough to throw you off. And your eyes are not matching what you... you Rather, you've not got your hand-eye coordination there because you can't get the input. As I played Grid, and it, I didn't feel it was that bad. That was quite playable. Um, but then it's a bit more arcadey and a, a lot more forgiving and you know a bit mm. more let your back end go out and, and power through. But that doesn't really work with the F1 cars. Not really. No. No. Uh, so it got refunded before the two hours was out. And I'll, I'll say that I, that's the one thing I do like about Stadia is if you buy a game and you play it for less than two hours, you can uh, you can just press a button and, and get it refunded if you're not happy. Mm. So essentially, you get a two-hour demo of, of anything that you want to play. Yeah, that's yeah. quite good. I think that's the same with Steam as well. I think they've got yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, similar yeah. principle. Well, good. So yes, we all played F1 2020, and we'll be continuing to play it on Friday night. Yep. In our league, if anyone wants to join us who's not already in it. Uh, yeah, details below, wherever you happen to be listening to this. I'm sure we'll put we'll put the details in there. Uh, what other car games have we been playing? Because that, that's probably, let's let's stick with that and then, and then broaden our horizons afterwards. 
literally. Um, <laughs> I, I've been playing uh, Dirt Five Playgrounds. Oh Ooh, yes, you yeah, had a nice. preview of yeah. that, didn't you? I did. Yeah. So I didn't realise that at the time it was to tie in with Gamescom watching ah. Gamescom and I was like oh that makes sense that's why the embargo finished at 8 o'clock on Thursday night <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh, it, it's pretty good if anybody's ever been to a, a motor show it the playground side of it is similar to like a stunt show that they, oh, they're yeah. doing that they do they, there is the two bits were an indoor arena and then like an outdoor like in a, in a desert I think it was in Arizona and basically you can there's a certain amount of pre-set up arenas like checkpoints that you go through and jumps and and things like that um and then you can also make your own which is which is pretty oh, cool right. and, and race the communities if anybody's wondering what it's like it's very much like in forza horizon 3 when they did the hot wheels pack it's that kind of not as like arcadey if you like but it's that kind of you build your you can even put your rails up and different things and make your track and 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 things like that uh, and it's loads of fun you can plumb in all sorts of different cars um, and, and whatnot, you know, it, it was just a preview, just to preview that bit, um, and it and it worked, and it was it was good fun, and I'm actually looking forward to the game releasing because it'd be nice to do something a bit different other than just rallying, because it will mean that we might get a bit more enjoyment out of it. Not that mm. we don't enjoy it, but you know, when you go out of the the starting gate and you go straight into a tree, you, you're going to struggle for the next few stages, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't a tree. It was it was just. It was just a railing on the side of the road. <laughs> um, but at least in this, you can like, it's, it's still quite tricky because you have to like get the tight turns and, and, and whatnot. And there's flaming hoops that you can go through, but it's just one of the new modes that's in it. And yes, yeah, it's, it's loads of fun. Sounds good. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it was, yeah. What about yourself, Matt? What have you been racing on? Well, sticking with rallying, uh, I've been racing WRC9. So that's the latest... World Rally Championship official game, and it came out today uh, that we're recording this, 3rd of September, and it's all right. I, I, can't, I can't rave about it too much because I really enjoyed last year's, and yes. it's a copy and paste pretty much. Oh, really? With three new countries in there. They've got uh, New Zealand, Japan, and Kenya this time round, and obviously they've had the team updates and things like that. But the the bit I really liked last year, the team management mode, it's exactly the same, even with the same bugs that it had last year. Which oh, is okay. like it would give you objectives that you couldn't possibly achieve. So you were oh. constantly failing objectives. So you, you would get objectives like um, in your calendar event, because it runs in weeks and you kind of progress time and do events and the actual rallies. And it'd do something like, I don't know, take two rest periods in six weeks. It'd give you that as a first objective, but then not give you control to do anything until the fifth week and not give you a rest <laughs> period to work with. So that's it. It's failed immediately. It's, it, it's things like that that were slight niggles last year that you thought, oh, yeah, dial those out. It's really good. And it's exactly the same. That's frustrating. It is slightly frustrating. Um, what isn't exactly the same, though, is the handling. So they've tweaked the handling model, and it was it wasn't arcadey last year, but it wasn't dirt rally levels of sensitivity. Yep, it feels like they've tried to move it to dirt rally levels of sensitivity, yeah. but the tracks are not designed to take that. 
Oh. So the the physics model isn't quite like that. So you know, in, you know, dirt rally racing. If you clip a, a wall with your front wing, you're going to hear it scrape. You'll lose a little bit of speed, but you'll still be on your way and you're yep. still racing. In this, um, you're probably on your roof or facing the other way down the track or just stop dead. I mean, the number of tiny saplings I ran into that just stopped you dead. It <laughs> it was too sensitive, and it took four to five hours of playing before I got the wheel settings close enough to be comfortable. Was that 425 or 45? <laughs> it sounded like so you said 45. Five I was like, hours wow. <laughs> of tweaking and playing and trying to figure out, is it just me being terrible at this or is it the sensitivity of the wheels? And it, it, it just took a lot of work. Same with the pad because I did it on both. I, I had to play around an awful lot. And I think that handling, that move to twitchier, more realistic handling it's actually taken away a little bit of the fun and definitely taken away the pick up and play. Oh, okay. Last year's you could pick up and start and enjoy. You, yeah. you can tweak it, but you could enjoy it from the beginning. I felt with this one that I had to faff around way too much to get into it. So it it isn't bad at all. It is it's a good game and as a licensed game, it's very good. I mean, they're losing the licensing. Is it two years it goes to Codemasters? Is it twenty twenty two? They take over our 2023. I forget which one it is. Yeah. But actually, there's a very, very competent and, and thorough game in Killerton's offering. It's just not as much fun as last year's. I think it had gone a little bit too hardcore. That's disappointing because I actually enjoyed last year's flavour yeah. over Dirt Rally just because I thought it was a little bit easier to control and yes. a little bit less forgiving. A little bit more forgiven, even. Yes, that's what that was. What happened last year, and that team yeah. management mode and everything layered on, it produced a really nicely rounded game. Mm. And I think it's just lost a little bit this year. So I, I was a tiny bit disappointed. But if you've not played last year's and you don't mind a bit of hardcore rallying realism, it's a very good game. Okay. So yeah, it, it was it was mixed by that. I I did enjoy it. I just. I think if I'd have a, had a choice, I'd be going on Dirt Rally instead. Fair enough. Whereas with last year's, I could have played both because they offered slightly different things. Oh. Hmm. Speaking of games that um, have changed their uh, <laughs> direction a little bit. <laughs> Segwaying for me as well. Yeah. yeah. Slight, um, slight tweaks. I'm just going to go and grab next... a drink while you talk about the game that won Best Sim at yeah. Gamescom. So, Al- Ali's going to turn his mic off so he doesn't <laughs> offend anybody at all. Uh, no, that's other, not going to happen. <laughs> my other racing game on the wheel was Project Cars 3. And Project Cars 3 has gone from that sim, as you say, Ali, to much more of an arcade-type game. But he's not actually an arcade game. It still has a lot of the sim elements to it. So it's still got the live track stuff, uh, which is really impressive when you get mixed weather conditions and and over time. And the handling model, I think they've made it easier to just get on board with. It's very tail-happy. Almost every car slides its rear end out, but it's catchable. You're not spinning off into the grass. But it's kept the strict track limit stuff as well. So you, you run, I mean, you run wide or hit a wall, slowing your lap time and you'll still get invalidated so it requires precision and concentration which is i can understand why they talked about it being sim like even though it's not strictly a sim anymore because it has a very structured career mode Mm -hmm. 
it's a nice it's a nice game it's a lovely handling racing game and it's a great one to pick up and play it's buggy as f- <laughs> though and that <laughs> it's the one thing because andy asked me the other day should he get it and no not until it's patched and you've got yeah. your wheel really seriously it is it is a lot of fun but you've got to persevere with some of the ridiculous i mean i've put a couple of bits up on oh. twitter of the controls going crazy and not letting me select anything i can't get into the rivals multiplayer stuff which is like the daily weekly monthly challenges it, it doesn't let me select an event the trophies are glitched it's as with wrc9 actually trophies were glitched there as well and didn't pop but it, it is it's just like how can you produce such a a nice handling game that all badly needs an anti-aliasing patch, but then your, your front end is shit. <laughs> it's, it's really, really bad. It's, it's like Sorry. slightly mad's, uh, slightly mad's kind of thing, isn't it? They, they'll they'll take a slightly product mad. and they'll they'll give it a certain amount of hype. If you remember, when we were at EGX and we met Rod Chong, and oh, the, yes. his whole thing was about how this is the most comprehensive. You know, it's going to be the best, uh, the best racing sim ever to pick up and play on a controller and and out of the box it is impossible to play on a controller project cars yeah, 2 but, and, but with project cars 3 they've said we've really focused yeah, on the controller exactly we the have same. done that it is so easy and no it's not we yeah. i had to tweak for ages to get it playable on the controller again it's, it's like it's like the video game version of the boy who cried wolf isn't it <laughs> we don't believe you anymore but he's actually a good racer. That's the thing. It is a very good and entertaining racer. It's just... It needs work. And hopefully... Well, this will probably be the last one in the series because it's Codemasters now. They probably won't publish under Bandai. I expect Bandai Namco had some kind of contract which required the third game. Uh, but, yeah, it's just... What... Get those bits right. Get your user-friendly bits right, and you already have a great engine. Yeah. So just, just get it. You know, a couple of decent patches, and this could be one of the best racing games of the year. Right now, people will be frustrated and put off by how difficult it is to get to where you want to go. It's that weird thing. It's fallen into that no man's land, hasn't it? In that it was, you know, it was a crowd-funded simulation game, mm. and they've. They've kind of, you know, upset all the people that were behind that particular ambition. And for the people who might be more invested in a slightly more arcadey racer, they're still protesting that it's a, it's a simulation. So I feel like their their messaging isn't quite clear. No. Because everything I'm... I've seen, everything I've heard is basically, you know, what one group of people find completely alienating and abhorrent about it is exactly what the opposite group of people like but i just just don't know (laughs) where to land on it It, given it was actually a bit of a surprise announcement as well as far as games go what would do we get two months three months notice yeah something it was coming it was quite it was quite rapid wasn't it really in comparison to some stuff we see for me it stinks of them having a contract obligation yeah. To to release another game before they go over to Codemasters under the Bandai Namco banner, and they just went, oh, "Let's just chuck this out." It makes it, it, it gives me the it gives me the impression that they're heading back towards their kind of Need for Speed shift heritage, and and that's probably what we'll get under Cody's. You know what? It it is a lot like that. 
there's a, an insane amount of tracks. There's a huge amount of cars. There's there's a lot to do. There's a lot of different events. Um, some not quite nice, interesting events. That's not just purely racing. Um, and some of the rivals, when you can get into a rivals race, some of the challenges they're putting up are, are brilliant. There's the, basically a faux F1 one at the moment where you're driving what they call a Formula X car uh, around Monza in the absolute rain. Mm. I mean, there's standing water all over the place. And it's such a brilliant feel because you can see these puddles and you can see yourself spinning off the track as soon as you touch them. It, it really works. When it all comes together like that, you're just like, this is great. And then you drop out of the menu and it does something wrong. Or if you, you cannot swap a controller. If I start the game in um, with the wheel and stick it into rest mode, put the wheel away, and then start it back up with the pad, I have to quit the entire game because the controller will not respond and the game will not respond to anything but what was originally plugged in. It's, huh. it's things <laughs> like that, which no other game in the world has that issue. It's it's just like, come on, there's some daft, almost QC bits that have been missed. Yeah. Because one of the things I'd, I'd read was that you can't you can't back out to your garage. You've got to go back to the main menu. If you if you want to tweak things in a in a race, you've got to go back to the main menu and then oh, go through the process of setting it up again. Uh, there's some silly things like that. Uh, and yeah, it's just needed some logic applying. That it doesn't have, but then you then you get into um you get into a hot lap, and all the purpose of the hot lap is just putting in a time lap within the parameters it's giving you, and you can spend hours just perfecting your lines and mastering it. It does work really well when you're playing it. It's just the UI that's terrible. Anyway, well, I, in in my in my desire to play something different, I haven't played before. <laughs> I ended up picking up, uh, in, instead of going for Project Cars 3, I ended up picking a Seto Corsa on the PS4 up. Ooh. Uh, for Competizione? No, no. Standard? The, the, the standard one. Yeah. But it was, like, I, I got that and the season pass for a tenner. Mm. Oh, that's good. It's in the sale at the moment, so the game was like six quid, and the, the season pass was down there for about four quid, and I thought, well, for that, I'm just going to give it a go and see what it's like. And I've not played much yet, but it's... Um, I've done some of the um, the Abarth racing and trials and stuff, and it's 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 all right on the PC because you can mod it. That's one of the highly rated sim games on 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 PC because of the amount of mods you can do, and people have made them so the graphics are a lot better and things like that. And it's still up there for a lot of people. A lot of people swear hmm. by it. Um, it's I've I've got it on on PC. I think I've got my Xbox as well. But yes, yeah, so that's a that's a really good racing game i'll be i'll be putting more time into that in mm. the next week or so yeah cool but six quid uh, yeah for, for tenner for that and the dlc i thought you can't really go oh, wrong yeah. can you no yeah that's a bargain uh yeah. yeah so um has anybody else been playing anything fun um well racing wise because uh, i went away last week for five days i took my vita with me Did you? and it's probably the first time it's been switched on for at least a year probably longer and I played Wipeout 2048. Nice. Because <laughs> I'm still going through that. And what else did I play? Uh, Lego Batman. Because I got that on there. And some Everybody's Golf. Cool. Oh, that's, as well. That is a great version of it on there, actually. Yeah, it is. It is proper yeah. fun. I've, I've hit a particularly tricky uh, course. I think it's one of the one of the Arabian ones where the 
bunkers are actually like sand wormholes. They're horrible. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, uh, no, it's a very good game. But yeah, I got sucked back into Wipeout, and when I came back, I've actually set the beta up so it sat under my desk ready to pick up and play Wipeout whenever I feel. Well, that's nice. I've, I've played quite a lot of super hot mind control delete. Oh. Not, not a racing game, but definitely, you know, meets that slightly trippy. <laughs> yep. I started it. I think I'd done the first couple of, would you call them chapters? I don't know if you would. It's a bit nodes. weird. Yeah, no. I call them nodes. Yeah. I think, I think I've gone up to five now and I've, I've unlocked quite a lot of the other features. So you, you, the game is, is very different to the original Superhot, even though the premise is essentially the same. And I went back and played the original Superhot to see, kind of just, just compare yeah. and contrast. It's really good. So in, in Mind Control Delete, you get different mods, don't you, and mm. cheats and hacks that um, as you're playing through, all of the levels are kind of randomly generated. Yes. Procedurally, procedurally generated. So you never, get, you never get like the two playthroughs that are the same, which is awesome. But as a result, when you when you die, mm-hmm. you you have like a block of levels, don't you? In each in each node, you have a block of levels, and you have to play through. And as you as you progress through each of the different levels that you do, you can unlock different hacks on that particular set of levels. It uh, sounds hard to explain, but you might pick up something like you know something that makes your bullets ricochet off a wall towards the nearest enemy, mm. or. You know, you might have the ability to always start with a, a katana or a, a random weapon, and and as you go through, you get some really, really awesome hacks. Sounds a lot of fun. It is. It is. I need to go back and play a bit more, but it is definitely worth for like for the cost of it as well. Not, it's not expensive. It's well worth picking up if you're on the original anyway. You got it for free. Oh yeah, if you bought the original, yeah, you should you should just get it. So yeah. definitely go and play it because it's super. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. What, what? Should we change the pace a little bit? Myself and Matt, I think, have been playing Wasteland Three. Yeah. You well, You say we've been playing it. I, I went through okay. the sort of like opening cutscene last night, and I've done the first <laughs> couple of encounters. So it's less than half an hour into it. Okay. I've put a few hours into it. <laughs> um, yeah. Another game that's on on Game Pass. It's like an XCOM game, but you're actually roaming. Mm. The world it's it's very much original fallout kind of style of of game with a lot of comedy to it as well it's the team isn't it it's the original fallout team yes. if i remember rightly yeah um so it's it's isometric and you're running around basically trying to repair the world i guess that from the fallout and things that have happened and and you're like a marshal so you're kind of helping people in need and, and different things. But there's just lots of it's the traditional kind of XCOM combat where it's all turn-based and yeah. uh, you can set up like ambushes, as they call them, where it's the Overwatch ability. Someone moves into your line of sight, you shoot them. Um, you get a few more characters in your team. There's a lot of customization to it. You get to name them yes. all. It's heavy, heavy on the RPG, which I, which I don't mind. Yeah, I, I noticed that with the character creation. It's probably why I've only played a small amount of it because I spent way too long making my own characters instead of using the presets. Yeah, so I made my first two and then you get another four, I think it is, in your team. And I oh, just wow. 
picked people that had the right skills at the time that I <laughs> felt like I needed rather than <laughs> messing around with it. Um, the, 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 the beauty is if anybody's playing it and you see a, a pile of snowballs, you can walk up to them and wee on them and then throw them at enemies. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Why, why, why can you do that I don't know I walked what? up to it and it says oh a pile of snowballs do you want to pick them up or do you want to urinate on them or walk away like well you know when no, in Rome, obviously yellow I'm snow, urinate on them and then it says yeah. pick them up and then it goes into your infantry and then you can th- I've not actually thrown one at an enemy yet but you can actually throw them at an enemy you know you absolutely know there's got to be a trophy in there for not pissing on a ball of snowballs right yeah. or, th- or getting a headshot <laughs> a- with it or something well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, wow yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's a good go. game. There's yeah. a lot of lot of humour to it. Some of it's a little bit dark, and it's a bit brutal, isn't it? First, first mm. opening is uh... <laughs> yes. And is it is it you know you said it's XCOM like? Is it is it in kind of defined levels? No limited play areas, or is it is it just the whole thing is like an isometric open world? Yes, yes. It's isometric wow. open world, but the combat is actually XCOM. Once you get into combat. It then goes yeah. into your turn-based. Oh, you know, sounds really interesting. Stuff. Yeah, it's it's good if you've definitely got Game yeah. Pass, uh, and if it's if it's it's on Ultimate as well, so you can play it on PC or, or Xbox. It's definitely worth a play. I've not played enough to kind of elaborate on it more. Um, I've had to replay a few missions that went a bit south, but it's it's good fun. As yeah. it re- reminds me, I've, I've been playing Narcos, which I think Ooh. you reviewed. Mm. Yes, yeah, quite a while, a while back. back. Yeah. yeah, it was it was an offer of while I was on holiday with the with the Switch, and I, I'd been watching a lot of Narcos on Netflix, and I just <laughs> thought, yeah, do you know what? I'm going to go do that. Uh, yeah, that that really scratched my my isometric turn based mm. shooting mechanic. Uh, surprisingly difficult as well. Yeah, it's not an easy game, is it? You you think yeah. it is, and then you're dead, and you go, oh oh, what happened there? Yeah. <laughs> But I really, I really like the sound of Wasteland Three. That sounds, that sounds right up my yeah. street. And you can actually, even, so I, um, you yeah. can charm pets on it as well, and then like the cat or the dog or whatever <laughs> rabbits will give you a certain buff and and things. You have to obviously get the skill to do it, but you can actually charm yeah. them. And then, and there's a point where a cat actually is part of your crew. You can't control it, but then it will just start attacking stuff for you. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, uh, I'm cool. I'm still intrigued by the covered snowball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh well, whilst we're on the isometric vein, uh, uh, puzzles, uh, Peaky Blinders Mastermind. I played yeah. that, which is an isometric game, but there's well, there is combat, but it's not it's not turn based combat as such. It, how will I explain it? It's based on the TV series. It it's like time manipulation. Oh, okay. Is the TV series about time manipulation? No, the TV series isn't it? The game, the game if it, is more Because if it about... was, I, I feel I may have watched it <laughs> at least once. <laughs> I think there was about uh, time travel. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, you have a crew, you have to go do objectives, and the point is you need to coordinate all the crew to do things at the same time or to complement each other or help each other out. And because you control one character at once when you've done a set of moves with one character, you rewind time, do them with another character, rewind time, do it again, and you end up skipping backwards and forwards in time to oh, so you, coordinate you, you, everything. It's kind of like a, a puzzle then. You've got to you've got to get all the all the pieces in the right place as it were. Yes. Yes. By the end of your playthrough. Yeah, it is very much that. And it does work really well, actually. It, it's a surprisingly 
a surprisingly deep game for it when it really lets you off the leash to do it. There are 10 levels. It kind of lets you off the leash at about level eight. Oh, okay. Where the, yeah. the, the early stages are, you know, it's only one or two characters. They're very short, whereas it starts to open up a bit. And the, they can take, I mean, every level has a, a completion time. If you run out of time, that's it. You're basically rewinding everybody to try and figure out where to save time so you don't run out later on. It's it's quite okay. interesting. There's no like game over. There's no fail state. You just rewind and try again. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so yeah, it's, I did quite enjoy it. I did. I was I was surprised. Um, knowing nothing about the show and and still no real desire to watch the show from it, but I enjoyed the game. Hmm, sounds like a, a one to pick up it if it's on sale actually. or something. Yeah. I would I would recommend it. Uh, it's a good whew, five, six hours long. Okay. In total, it's not going to kill all your time, and you, you'll whip through the first sort of five missions in probably yeah. less than an hour and a half. Although, saying that, you know, in terms of value for money, you did spend 45 hours getting your controller settings right in uh, WRC 2 at 9, so... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I didn't pay for that game. <laughs> That's exceptional value for money, is that one? Uh, okay, yeah, good stuff. So uh, I I think that leaves, as far as I'm aware, kind of one thing on the table, or at least not on the table, about thirty thousand feet above the table. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So I guess I guess you're on about the uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020, the uh, the beast that it is to run. Um, yeah. It's it's very interesting what they've done with it. Uh, so they've they've used all the big maps to basically generate the world Mm. they've gone to the effort of elaborating on some of the textures in certain areas and certain airports some of it unfortunately is behind a paywall but the airport's still there so like Heathrow you can get a better version of Heathrow if you pay for it but there are modders bringing out other things yeah yeah, Ah, I didn't know it was like a DLC monster as well a little bit so like the 787 you can't get that unless you get the 109 pound version oh ouch yeah but you know, it, it is what still it is. considerably cheaper than a seven eight seven. It is, yes, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> the weather, the weather in it is amazing. There's even live weather. It's a little bit buggy, yeah. Um, but it's just nice just to kind of get in an aircraft. And so my nearest airport's East Midlands, where I, I used to work. So the first thing I did was jumped in that and flew over Donington Racetrack, and you know, just flying around. And um, there, there yeah. are online elements. It's just an absolute beast to run and i'm on various groups and things just because i'm it's a while since i've used a flight sim loads of buttons and different things to get to grips with and knowing your v speed and all this kind of stuff but a lot of people are having the same issue regardless of how powerful it is and basically the game's just not optimized good enough okay so Ah. it's it's struggling but it's not really maxing out your graphics card or maxing out your cpu it just kind of doesn't know what to do with itself. It's not using all your threads it's and kind stuff. Of throttling. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it loads of people. Like, I'm, I'm going to upgrade, and it's like, no, just wait. You know, a couple of months. I've just done a one patch to fix a few bugs, but that was mainly for for crashes and things. So it's Asbo that have done a lot of the work on it. And and to be fair, it's good. I can run it at a stable 30 frames a second on ultra, but mm. then it goes up to high end, so I can't quite go that high. And yeah, it, it just takes a while when you first load in. It's loading a lot of textures and areas. Oh, and yeah, if it's, you can, if it's the full world, I kind of sort of understand that. Yeah, uh, but it, 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 it's really good. It's 
kind of taking me back to the days when I did used to work for an airline and um, I used to go around one of my mates that had one of the older flight sims. So we're talking 15 years ago now. Um, and, and we used to borrow some of the old flight logs that, that weren't being used <laughs> and plumb them in and, and fly to like Jersey and <laughs> land it and, and, and stuff. Uh, and it's, it's good fun. Uh, it's on Game Pass uh, Ultimate. I have to mention that because obviously it's only on PC at the minute. Apparently it is coming to console at some point. I don't know when. Possibly by the end of the year. Um, I would recommend running it on a PC mainly because you're going to have a lot more buttons at your disposal. So I'm using yeah, my. You're going to need need at least 26 keys, aren't you? Yeah, and and I'm using my Hotas, so I've got the throttle and joystick and all that, and it and it works really really well. I'm I'm really yeah. enjoying it. It's just taking a bit of time because I'm having to learn things like learning how to use autopilot and figuring out how to do the um, the pitch of the aircraft. So it doesn't yeah. like whenever you let go of it, it just doesn't pitch down and it automatically trims it for you and yeah, yeah, yeah. things like that. But yeah, it's it's really good. And and the the ambition I think has paid off. If you go on any of these forums, there's a lot of people moaning, but there always is with these things. Mm. But yes, it's a bit buggy, but the stuff that they've managed to add into it, the fact that you can fly anywhere in the world. And yeah. um, I, I flew around Disney, we're supposed to go into Florida this year, so I said to my wife, come on, let's have a laugh and fly around and and different things. We, we managed to fly around the Disney parks and things like that. And the people are going all over the world. And because it's live weather, Hurricane Laura, that was just yeah. in the Gulf of Mexico, you could just go and turn on live weather and you can actually see it and go, right, I'll go to that airport and I'll fly up and fly through a hurricane. <laughs> um, yeah. it's, it's, it's It does cool. look impressive. I mean, the community has been posting quite a lot of screenshots of it. Mm. And it looks it looks gorgeous, uh, and then of course we've seen all the news reports of like the mysterious monoliths in Australia and uh, yeah. <laughs> was it there was the two hundred and twelve story mystical tower? Yes. Yep, because yeah. somebody had keyed the wrong number of floors into the map data. Yep, yeah, oh, <laughs> oh brilliant! They should have just left it in there as well. They've, they've, they've corrected it now, haven't they? they? I think so. The yeah. map data has been refreshed. Yeah. But, uh, but I love that idea that you've just got these strange monuments kicking around the world. And obviously, depending on how powerful your PC is, you can have live uh, air traffic control, you can have live uh, aircraft flying around, you can do all that. There's there's traffic moving around on the floor or on the ground. Uh, yeah. You know, the roads are live. It's even animals. People have been to um, like Africa and places and found giraffes and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, well, it's crazily ambitious what they've mine. done with it. Flying over Area Fifty One, that kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all there. So have you, you've got your, you've got your trim assigned to a something on your your hotas. Yes. Yeah. And are you are you tempted to invest in a pair of rudder pedals? No. Well, yes, and so my old Thrustmaster pedals, I, was gonna say, I can use. Yeah, I, can I was wondering in. about that. Uh, but I, the hotas actually twists, so I don't yes. need. Oh, okay. The rudder for that i could use it as brake and stuff but um at the minute i don't need to do it because i can just twist my my joystick and it will do the rudder for me it's a bit hard <laughs> to explain <laughs> but yeah it's got a twisting motion i think, so. I think we all understand yeah, you twisting for now, your joystick for now, for now. Oof, yeah <laughs> bless you uh but yeah no it's, it, there's loads to it and there's also loads of mods that you can put onto it as well so you can actually set up your own airline using something called fs economy and make your own airline and you can actually pick up passengers and then there's just a little program that runs in the background that tracks the flight and makes sure that you don't use like a time speed up and, and things like that. 
and you actually generate money. So there's like a little bit of a third party career mode in it if well, if you so that wish. Sounds, that sounds really cool. Yeah. 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 It sounds like it's the type of thing that would completely consume your life. You could properly yeah. I mean, look how look how geeked out I get over Train Sim World Two. <laughs> yeah. Look just just because it includes the Bakerloo line. Imagine imagine if someone let me loose on an actual yeah. airline. But the amount of like things that you like there's so many websites out there where you can actually plan your route, put in all the uh, the marking points where you have to plumb it all into the the, the waypoints. Yeah, 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 and even like the altitude that you need to be at to for the proper approach into an airport. Um, you can even do the uh, air traffic control stuff, and then you just go and plumb it all into the autopilot. Does it have ILS and everything when you're coming in to do a landing? Yeah, it? some of it's a little bit buggy or broken, okay. but yes, it does. It does have all of that. Oh man, that's amazing. But yeah, it's good. Um, not really much else to say about it really there's there's plenty to do in the free version and that's all i'm running at the minute sounds it it sounds like there's a ton of stuff to get into yeah yeah and i've not even tried flying the a330 or the 747 yet yeah i was gonna say so what what aircraft does it come with then the free version loads so there's various different cessnas that scale up because they have different um garmin navigation dashboards on them so some of them have um they're, they're fully automatic if you want it to be and then you've got your basic Cessna which is something like you'd go up in a, a flight if someone booked you a, a a pilot's day or whatever they, they call it you know like a tester day and then you've got even um, the aquaplanes that can obviously land and take off in water you've got your Learjets you've got the you've got your big ones so you've got the 747-800 spec and the A320 um, which is more like what you'd go on holiday in um, you can even download livery packs as well for them um, there's 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 about twenty aircraft in it. I think oh, there's, a, there's a starting one. Yeah, some of your so. stunt planes and and whatnot, and people are adding to it as well. So there's some content that's free and and not free. And yeah, I mean to the point that if you were to go and do like you could pretend you were going to Spain, and you even call the air traffic controller to say right, can you load up the catering? And you open the door for them. You press a button and it opens the door and they, they load on the catering and you fuel in it and get requests oh, the pushback and all sorts. The level of detail is crazy. Already. Yeah. But there are some wicked I bugs actually... as well in it where you see like one of the baggage <laughs> trucks just go flying off like it's you like turn into Santa's sledge or something. But yeah. Yeah, it's good. Uh, so if if I wanted you to fly over my house and check it out, what would I need to give you? Like a good reference or something? Um no. Uh, what's your nearest airport? Leeds Bradford. Yeah. 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 So I'd just tell me where you live on Google Maps and I'll find it. Right. I might have to do that. Yeah. I'll, I'll live stream pretty, it if I can. Pretty, I think we're, I think we're almost on the approach for Leeds Bradford. So yeah, 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 be easy enough. It was a nice little roundup. I mean, it's, we've we've seen out the hour, so yeah, by, by quite a way. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even mention down quite quite dramatically. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even mention Ghost of Tsushima. <sighs> that that was the podcast yeah. we were meant to do, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so we we live to do that one another day. So yes, yeah, so, uh, um, that yeah. that one will come at a later date because we yeah, we're joking, but we did say we would do one, but we actually kind of all need to have at least got somewhere near finishing the story before we do that, and, and we all keep getting sidetracked. Yeah, I play yeah. racing games now. Yeah, that's, that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima podcast to come in the future when we've all got to at least act two. 
All right, well, thank you very much, Boyd. There's been a really interesting discussion about games and uh, what we've been up to, and, and thanks for converting me into some kind of freakish sim racer. That's, yeah. that's always good. Yeah, Your conversion's not complete until you actually have a steering wheel pedals and some form of a stand for them to go on. <laughs> I know, but look at this. Like Honestly, like 12 months ago, I was just like, oh, shut up, racing boys. And now I'm there going, well, you know, when you look at the price point of the Logitech Gene... Nine two three. It's almost comparable with the Banatec CSL Elite. <laughs> I didn't even know what those words meant a year ago. <laughs> and now both of those things in your Amazon wish list. No, I'm not that bad. Crikey! <laughs> Though I did set up a couple of camel, camel, camel alerts for <laughs> price drops on yeah, things. You'll be lucky. <laughs> anyway, all right. Yeah, d- uh, look, join our Discord because it's a lot of fun. If you if you do yep. enjoy this kind of nonsense. Then you know, join us. Join us when we're uh, when we're not doing this, and uh, and come and have a chat on a day to day basis. It's oh, good yeah. fun. Andy says a sense of morning when he can. I do. Yeah, I do try. Yeah, I'm, I'm very polite and pleasant and nice. And sometimes I send interesting pictures. Yep. Yeah. I make that sound. You see, now I've just made that sound intriguing, and really, it isn't. <laughs> don't, don't don't undersell it. We're trying to get more people. <laughs> <laughs> don't put them off before they're in that look. Right, thanks very much. Uh, if you uh, if you want to get in touch, then either join the Discord or tweet at Codec Moments, and we'll be back uh, soon. All right, bye, bye, bye. Hit a whistle.